When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Premier League Forecast. It's me, Chris Brack. I'm back with Luke. How are you doing, Luke? I'm doing all right, thanks. Excellent, excellent. And we've got Kev back with us. And we've got a new guest. We've got Ben, our Nottingham Forest fan. How are you doing, Ben? Not too bad. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for having no, me on. Not a problem. Kev, how are you doing? All good, mate. All good, mate. Always, oh. always happy to be on. Good, good. How is the world of FIFA? Yeah, all good. Boring. Compare everyone else, but uh, good. <laughs> Yeah, I ask this every time because I haven't got a clue. So <laughs> I'll let you know what FIFA is. But last time I played FIFA was 2002. I spent an unhealthy amount of time on the game. So <laughs> don't yeah. mind if they pay. Don't mind if they paid me though. So good. Yeah. Right, let's jump straight into it. So let's start with the first game of the weekend, which is Forest versus Liverpool. The big, the big one for us. Well, for three of us at least. Uh, yeah. Kev could get less really. Uh, but so. Ben, are you, are you looking forward to this? It's, it's a while since we've had a league game of uh, Liverpool and Forest. Uh, this, is the, this is the first picture I looked at. Like I said, I've got so many Liverpool fr- friends. I'm probably a Liverpool fan, and that's the first thing I looked at. I thought, yes, bring your Liverpool on. Um, I know we played you lot last season in the FA Cup, but it's the league now. I, I know that you Liverpool's not beat Forest at the city ground in the leagues since 1980-something. So, for you lot to come to the city ground... Can't wait. Um, I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing. Bring you on. Bring Liverpool on, I say. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, dear. So, Luke, probably the last time we played we play for us in the Premier League, you probably would have been. Uh, I was probably a year old. Oh, I hate you. That's <laughs> <laughs> being honest. Yeah, no, I'm not even sure I was born. Yeah, but, but for a generation, people don't realise Forest Liverpool was, especially in the 80s, was 80s. the game. I've watched the game, you know, I've watched the I Believe in Miracles. I've also watched the, the BT did a really good documentary on Forest uh, about when they, won the Euro, uh, when they won the European Cup, you know. So people forget, you know, 
Forest is a very, very big historical club. Um, but they've been away from the Premier for quite a while. I think you know, there's a whole generation that's forgotten this. So, you enjoy being back in the Prem, you know, because I know it's been a it's been a tough start. But I mean, new pros excited. It's always a tough start getting it adapted to the Premier League. Um, it's been like it's been 23 years since we've been in the Premier League, and um, just to be back play against big teams like Liverpool. Um, we've been to Newcastle. My first game was Newcastle away, and it was just we had to pinch ourselves. Because I don't know, everyone. I don't know if everyone knows the story. What happened last season um, was rock bottom, and we was thinking about League One football. Um, and then, like I said, everyone knows the story. What happened? Um, playing teams like seeing the fixtures list come out and seeing them playing Liverpool, Man City, the rest of the top six teams. It's amazing, and it's still it's still like crazy to say Nottingham Forest are a Premier League side. And like I said. I, for the started, the first thing I looked at was Liverpool. When we ever got Liverpool, because I got a little bit of dislike to him. Um, so tomorrow is I can't I can't wait. I'm I'm excited, but to be in the Premier League, playing against the big boys, um, it's just amazing. I can't I can't wait. I'm buzzing. Awesome, awesome. Luke, are you looking forward to this one? Because Liverpool uh, found yes, those back. Yes, we found those back-to-back wins, which is nice. It's a nice novelty for us. for the second time. Yeah, which was painful when I heard that. Yeah, I'm quite looking forward to the game tomorrow because obviously played each other in the FA Cup. Atmosphere was amazing, bouncing Mm. throughout, throughout, and I expect it to probably be the same half twelve tomorrow because sometimes the early morning kick, uh, the early afternoon kickoffs, the crowd's a bit lacklustre because it's early. Don't think this is going to be the case here. Forest are. Are definitely happy to be back in the league. Uh, they've had a slightly indifferent start, but that's expected when when you've just come up, especially transfer window. They've had a lot of business to be done, so they've taken a little bit more time to adjust than probably what some fans were expecting. I think at the beginning of the season, I saw some some people predicting that Nottingham Forest were going to stay up quite comfortably, and then. They've not had the greatest of starts, but it's definitely not going to be an easy game. It's going to be one of those nail-biting games. I'm happy you said that. I'm happy you said it's going to be a close game. Was that good? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I think I think we're still a little naturally pessimistic at the moment because um, Liverpool actually haven't won an away game yet since last I noticed, season. I noticed. I noticed. Yeah, yeah, you know, our away form this year has not been fantastic, Shocking. and. Squad-wise, as Kev rightly points out, for Liverpool, it's three games in six days, and we've, we'll go through. We'll look at the squad now. I mean, we've we've got Nunes and Tiago. I think Tiago should be fine. Nunes is a doubt. You know, tight hamstring. Do you risk him? Probably not, because nope. last thing we need is another is another forward going down. We've, we've already got no Diaz and Jota, so it'll be an interesting sort of mix-up for us. I mean, Ben, from your perspective. Um, I think you've got a few out now. Is it six or seven you've got out at the moment? Um, we know Nico Williams will be, we were talking earlier, Nico Williams will be, fa- will be fine because there was a concern that he picked up a groin injury, but from what you're telling me, he's, he's absolutely fine. Uh, but do you want to dispel, there is a myth, obviously, spell one of the myths about Forrest is Forrest have bought an awful lot of players. And it is, we all have a, we were having a bit of a joke off, off air, you know, every three days Forrest are going to sign someone. Uh, but when you dig into it, did you say it was 15 players left at the end of last season because they were like end of contract, end of loan? So this big overhaul was going to happen this season, no matter what division you were in. 100%. 100%. Because, as like I said, 
there's been so much talk about why Forrest have brought in 23 players. And then I, I understand with a non Forest fan from a mainstream media, fans' opinion, blah, blah, blah. I get it. So, oh, why are we brought all these players? But if you dig deep and understand what's been happening, 18 players left Nottingham Forest. Five were loans. Uh, quite a lot of players were out of contract. Players who wanted to leave. And that's like, and people who, and players who wasn't good enough for the Premier League. So we had, and we had no choice. Because if people were saying, oh, if we brought in the usual five or six players, we'll be actually getting hammered. Like we are getting hammered now, but it would, it would have been really bad on us. And the players that we brought in, like I said, players like, I don't know, we had Samba, we placed him with Dean Henson. We had players who played in a number a number 10 role, four or five players in the championship. We brought in experienced players in Jesse Lingard. We thought he was the guy that could have done that role for us. Um, as well, Mog Gibbs White. I can keep going on. Do, do you want mm. me to mention the whole 18 players? That's going to be a good quiz one day. Name all 23 players uh, Nottingham Forest signed in their season. I still, sorry, I still like talk about. I forgot about him. I forgot about him. Like when someone says to me, "Who's been, who's been the best uh, uh, signing?" I went, um, "It took me five minutes to think." Um, well, we're going to ask you that uh, for those who don't watch. Who who are the ones to? If you look at who who are the ones you to be wary of? And we, we're going to say Jesse Lingard because, like I said, so far in the season, Jesse Lingard has not been great. We know what he's done with Man United, little bits with West Ham. He's, he's the player that he's experience-wise. But if you say who's the player that Liverpool gonna be worried about is Brendan Johnson, because he's done it. He done it last season for us, twenty goals. Um, um, he's done it. He's, he's done it for Wales as well. He might have not started great this season, but he's the player that other rival clubs are more worried about him because they always every time he plays. There's always that two players always always on him, so I would be surprised if if Liverpool target him um, because he's, he's got pace. He's not afraid to take on anyone. So with all these players that we brought in, just it's Brendan Johnson one of our own. He's a player that Liverpool got aware of because hmm. is it is it one Morgan Gibbs White who was who, he did light it up for you last year? I know it's not it's not quite worked out for him yet in the Premier mm. League, but he was definitely one of the highlights for you last season. Yeah, Monk as well. I said he was actually United. He was actually United last season, and um, he he was the best player in the league. So he's like he's worked with Steve Cooper, and we've been chasing him for long, long, long. And finally, Wolves give up with the twenty five minutes, five twenty five million and plus. Um, as it worked out for him, not really. He played left wing. I think I saw him play left wing last game. Yeah, he, he played left wing. But the only decent game that he's had was against your rivals, Everton. Um, that was his debut. But since then, he, he hasn't done the best as he's done in the last season. I'm not saying championships, the Premier League is a different animal to championship. Um, but he's not really done as much. But he's young. We've got a young side. And we hope, hopefully, he's, he's got to start getting better performances because... The Premier League is a nightmare to, to just like if you play rubbish, your confidence is going to get low. And I, I don't want to be negative around him because he's a good player. Mm. 
he, he, he needs to start now because if we don't, then it's, it's going to get worse for us. Yeah. Okay. So from your perspective, what what was the line you said? Are you stay? I think you played four at the back at the last game. Are you, do you think you'll be sticking with that, or do you think you go because you did start the season with three at the back? Or yeah. is that injuries that are dictating what you can play? The reason the reason we've gone back to four because like I said we started with three mm. because we keep we keep on losing and losing and losing. Cooper had to change it because if we, if we stayed in the same formation, we get we get battered. We started with the four at Aston Villa. We thought, oh, it's a, it's a stepping stone. And then we, we, we stuck with it against Wolves and we lost 1-0 with a dubious penalty. Then we thought, you know what, we had to stick with the, to that four because, like I said, if we start with three formation, we're like, we've got a few injuries. We've got Nikate who's injured, uh, another player that was injured as well. So we, we had to still stick with the back four because we've only got Cook and Scott McKenna as a proper first-choice centre-back. So me personally, like, I think you'll stick with the four if I'm honest. Um, but you never know what Steve Cooper thinks because he, he's like a Jose Munoz. He likes to play man games with what, what formation he plays. So, like I said, you know, you never know what what team he'll play. Yeah, I mean, we had we had Steve Cooper at Liverpool. He was in the uh, the youth setup. Uh, did yep. really well with that. And he went off to do a... I think he was in the England setup for a while as well, wasn't he? England's uh, seventeens manager, won the World that Cup. Was a, yeah, so, yeah. you know, he's a, he's a very, very highly thought of question. It's, not, it's actually quite... I see coaches who do well at the youth levels Build them, build themselves up to actually get themselves Premier League opportunities. Kev, sorry, we haven't actually spoken to you yet. <laughs> so, well, I'm really, I'm... Uh, how are you? How are you seeing this game? Because obviously, you're the uh, source of neutral. We'll say. I mean, yeah, I don't see a world where Liverpool probably don't win. Um, I was quite excited for Forest to come up. Obviously, Forest are a big team, and historically, obviously, they've had they've done a lot in the past. I was quite excited. Um, I actually was one of the people that thought they'd probably do quite well, just because I felt like. With Fulham coming up, and um, I've actually managed to forget who the other couple came up with, but they've both been up and down quite a lot. Bournemouth. And I, I, Bournemouth, that's it, yeah. They've been in the print quite a lot, so I kind of felt like the novelty would probably wear off about, you know, the bounce coming up and down. Mm. I thought Forest, first time being back, they'd kick on and do quite well. Obviously, the massive squad overhaul, a lot of in and out, it's like it hasn't gone that well. But um, I, th- I think... Like I think I saw a comment saying that the World Cup will probably be actually a good opportunity for him to get a hold of quite a few of the new players and give them a proper coaching whilst everyone's at the World Cup. So, um, but I do think I think Liverpool will probably win it reasonably comfortably. Um, but I, I always hope for a Liverpool loss. So you know, up the forest. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Go on then, Kev. What uh, what prediction are you going for? Um. I'll, I'll go for a 3-1 to Liverpool. I'm hoping for like a 1-0 Forest or something like that. But, okay. you know. We pray. We pray. Okay. We do. <laughs> go on then, ben. ben. Give us what you think your lineup will be and uh, what you think the score will be. I think it'll be a 4-3-3 because like I explained, we, the formation of 3-5-2, it, it just wasn't working. Mm-hmm. So I think we'll stick, I think that we'll stick with 4-3-3. Um, my prediction, <laughs> oh, do I have to? Um uh, the way we play in is not been great. I know Liverpool have not won away from home. Yep. I'll um, be happy. With, I'll be happy with a point. I'll be happy with a point. I'll take the point, but I just can't see it happening. I know Liverpool the one seven one against Rangers. They beat Man City one uh, nil. Beat West Ham the other day one nil. I think Man City Liverpool will win three one. We'll score. We'll score a goal, but. 
going forward, Liverpool are just just too good, way too good. Okay, well, see that all positive. I don't, know I don't know what's wrong with you, honestly. <laughs> Hell yeah, you're you're always so negative about Liverpool. <laughs> so Liverpool got a few. If we go go from the Liverpool side, I think the back four and the midfield two probably pick themselves. Do we agree? It's probably going to be Gomez and Van Dijk in the middle. I think Robson comes back in. I think Trent will yeah. get at least a, another run out. Yeah, and then I would assume it would be Fabinho in for Henson as Henson did the full ninety oh. against West Ham because I think you got, I think we've only got three of them that we have to rotate. So and hey, Navi Gate is back after Monday, you know. Yeah, but he's not going to be he's not going to be playing for another three or four weeks because uh, even no, Klopp's no his, he's back in full training on Monday. But Klopp said he's three weeks behind Ox, so oh, he's off. So what I'll be I honest, you, you won't see you won't see him. I don't think until you'll see him just in time to walk him out the door, possibly in January. So the question then is, if Nunes is out, and listen, if he, if he's got a tight hamstring and we're not, and they're not going to take a risk, not with the amount of back-to-back games, it wouldn't surprise Nunes is on the bench. So that would probably mean Salah goes up front, Bobby in the ten, and it's who are the two wide options. My money would be on Elliot on the right. I think Curtis Jones comes on the left because that's what he played for the under twenty ones, and that's his position. That's his position oh, for the under twenty ones. Tough one, you know, because I he don't think he could play. I don't think. On. See, I thought he was fine. I, don't, uh, uh, I thought Fabinho was terrible when he came out. I thought Jones yeah. did a job. And that's kind of... Uh, Fabinho kind of what he was really bad. Like, really bad. He looks like... I don't know. I don't, I don't know. So, is he lying about how old he is? Because he does not look someone who's 28. He looks someone that's about to end his career. What we don't know is, I wonder how much that City game took out of him. Because he had to do a yeah. lot of work yeah. in that City game. And to be fair, he played well in the City game. So... Maybe chasing City around for a full game, well, for nearly a full game, knackered about. I just feel like it might be a game for Jones because I don't think Klopp likes. He's only once, but he sort of hinted Carvalho and Elliot in the, in the starting line. He's not keen on at the moment. I think it's more yeah, to do with the height, the height, the height situation. The other lads as well, but I think it's the height. You know, set pieces. That's what probably what he's concerned about. Which is what he said straight away. I took Carvalho off because uh, I looked at the set pieces and brought Jones on. Because Jones is on the left, left bit. Could you see? Well, I could see, uh, I could see Milner start. There is a, a world of that. I personally think how we use Milner in the West Ham games, how you should be using him. Is how he's last using him. Last, last 15, see it out. And we saw him. You know, he, he gets the, the match what saving. Block. Okay. He what gets a block. That's what you need from him. So, go on. What score prediction are you going for? <laughs> I'm going to be not as confident and the, as the two gentlemen. I'm going to go another 1-0. And who's goal scorer? We made uh, Salah. We look better playing, but I just don't think the goals are going to quite flow in. We're not being as clinical as I would be expecting to be. So a 1-0. I'll take a 1-0 because it's a win. Yeah. I'll take a win. <laughs> I've got a scrappy 2-0. I think Salah, I think Salah, I think Salah probably will probably get two. I think he's hopefully starts going a bit of a run for us. Um, but I think it'd be one of those two nils. You know, it's it's one nil and it's one nil for a like the Western a long time. That's how I feel. That's how I feel it's going to go because that's how our away games have been going this year. They've not been breeze aside. They haven't been a, a breeze. Have been really difficult. Uh, in the chat, we've got two nil. Uh, MC's put one nil. Sadio Mane back post. <laughs> <laughs> you not miss him. Liverpool, Liverpool miss him. I know. I know. I know. He wanted to leave, but they do miss him a lot. Tell. Yeah, he's he was he's a really good number nine because yeah. with 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 well, basically Nunes, you're training another new number nine. 
to come into the squad, which is always mm. going to miss. But you always you you will always miss a player yeah. who's like that. That makes quality, uh, yeah. 100%. Hey, if it ends well, like three one six nil, hey, it's happy days. But I'm going to go. Cons- <laughs> I'm not going to say that word. I'm just going to go safe and go one nil. I'll take any. I'll take any, as long as it's a win. I'll take anyone at the moment. <laughs> That's kind of how it is. I, I, I won't be leaving with something and ain't a yeah. draw. I won't be leaving with a win. I mean, look from our Liverpool biased perspective, chances put an early market down. Win today, you're a point behind Chelsea and fourth before they play Man United. So again, easy put win. some put some pressure put some pressure on. Again, I'm you know, a drawing. Yeah, so speaking of Chelsea Man United, let's let's move on to that. So these are two of the most informed sides in the last six games. Chelsea are third and United are fourth based on the form guide. Both got four wins, one draw, one loss. So this is actually this is gonna be a, a, a good game actually, because both sides are playing well um in, in the form guide. So Ben, so what's your sort of feelings on Chelsea versus Man United? You know, uh, they've done well the new manager for uh, Chelsea's done has done really well now he's got them settled in. When I think when Potter comes in, I think everyone was a bit wary about, oh, is he the man? Because you know Chelsea they like to get a high-profile manager in, and to be fair, when they brought a manager in, like I said, he's got a good record. His past clubs, he's like he's been out with Swansea and Brighton, and like I said, he's not lost yet with Chelsea, and um, he's doing well. The thing, the thing with Man U, like everyone keeps saying, they're still building. Yeah, you haven't got time to build it. They want to win trophies. And um, I know they won um, 2 0 the other day against Spurs and that. But me, me personally, I think um, Chelsea will win because I like the way Potter plays football. Um, so I, I, I think they've got a good side going forward. You've got Bamian Sterling. Mount's doing some good stuff as well for him. Um, but yeah, I, I personally think that Chelsea will win. I know Man will be missing. Ronaldo and that, but they've got a good. Man United still got a good side without Ronaldo, but for me, Chelsea are, are going to be too strong. If, if I'm if I'm honest, and um, yeah, the, the man Potter will, will. I think because I think was it, didn't Brighton beat Man U uh, start of the season? Yes, yes. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think Potter will do it again. So I'm confident Chelsea will win. Cool. Sorry, sorry, Kev. That's, that's, that's fine, fine. mate. It's fine. <laughs> I hate to get his own about that. Uh, Luke, uh, Kev says, you know, United have a good record against Chelsea and they've got the pace that might hurt United on the break. That probably is, Rashford is their uh, option. I mean, I think United is, they've got no Martial tomorrow. He's, he's going to be fit, isn't he? But he's only going to be on the bench. Yeah, and Ronaldo is, for disciplinary reasons, not, not, and not right from the squad. So. We'll, right, we'll, we'll let Kev pick that up in a minute because obviously <laughs> see what he's thinking. opinions. That's his But they have got but he has got they have got Peyton you know with Anthony and Sancho and Rashford. That's a that's a front three that can hurt Chelsea, who are you know they've got they've got no uh Reese James no and Cool massive. Valley's still I would say he's still settling into the league a little bit. Yeah, I think Oh, this is going to be the best nil-nil game you're ever going to see because uh, these games are usually quite low scoring. Um, yeah, um, I've not seen much of Chelsea since Potter has taken over. So what I've seen of Chelsea is only what I've seen on highlights and what I've read through Twitter. And some people are still, it's good football, but they've still got the same problems that they had done under Tuchel, taking finishing chances. Um, I think Brentford, they didn't really create much um, 
it's been good. Like the results have looked good on paper. If you've not watched Chelsea's results, like, oh yeah, they've kept five clean sheets in a row, but yeah, Kepa's, no. Kep, Kepa's actually, to be fair, yeah, yeah, Kepa is having Kep. the form of his life, it's, which is what Chelsea need, which is when yeah. Mendy's dropped, Mendy's just dropped off form wise, you bring your number two in and he's doing really well real for you. Apparently Tiago should also be back for Chelsea contra Red Steve, which is a big one for them. That, that's what they need is that leader at the back. You I know, think having Chalibur at the back for Chelsea, I think it's going to be good against the pace of United's attack. Because when you look at that back three, you're thinking Tiago Silva 38. You've got Koulibaly. Yes, he's quick, but he but Chalibur's rapid and he's going to be able to keep up with that with the United counter uh, counter attack. So he's going to be pretty crucial, especially if you're going to have Aspen Laqueta playing right back or even right wing back. It depends on what formation Potter uh, Potter plays. Sam Tandy said, Kepp will now probably drop one in tomorrow from a Fernandes shot. Probably one after I've said he's played really well. He'll, <laughs> drop, he'll drop an absolute bollock now. Right, Kev, so let's talk about United. So yeah. what what's your view of Ronaldo basically sulking off? You know, you have to talk about it because of you know mm. he's high high profile footballer. Not obviously he's not enjoying not playing as much as he would like. You know, does it leave a bit of a bit of taste in your mouth that he's? Um, I don't know. It comes across that he's a bit above this. Yeah, I, I think I think it's. I I think I tweeted out saying it's just like it's just like a kid having a strop, like like to refuse to come off the bench. I think is awful. I think I think that like refusing to help your team, regardless of how you feel about the manager or the club, I think you have a real, like a loyalty towards your teammates that if they need you, you shouldn't let them down. Um, so yeah, I, I'm really not a fan of it. I love Ronaldo. I'm, I'm one of the biggest fans ever. I grew up in the era. I was five when Ronaldo joined and I got to live through that. And I love, I will always love Ronaldo for that. But the way that he's dealt with it, like the last few months has been really poor. In my opinion, so. yeah, but you can't blame it. You can't blame him because he wanted to leave, didn't he? So he wanted to leave. We didn't stop him leaving. Just no one would. No one would, take, no one would take him. No one. No one would take him. No one wanted to pay his wages. Sporting Lisbon wanted him back. Yeah, um, Sporting Lisbon want him. No, he tried to go to Sporting Lisbon, but they wouldn't. Sporting Lisbon went. <laughs> nope. But no, no, it's, no, it's, it's just him. a matter of fact that no one wants him. Unless, unless we're willing to waive, like pay part of the wages, no one wants him. So that's why now we're just we're just letting the contract go down until eventually he leaves, or someone's willing to pay for him in January. But um, for me, Ronaldo's great, and I, but I think we didn't play well under him like, like with him last year. I think he scored goals, but I feel like the way that we want to play, especially when we've got quite a young exuberant squad, I just I just don't think he fits anymore. And I think we look a lot better with Martial and Rashford in. I think yeah, a lot of our road yeah, but, results have been with Ronaldo in as well. Yeah, but did he, he, he win the game against Everton? Didn't he? Uh, he scored a goal against Everton. I, w- I wouldn't like he. I, I wouldn't say he won it. I think he he put that that goal away. Yeah, but, but, but that's, that's what that's what strikers meant to do. Yeah, I agree, but but like if we're looking, Rashford's won us more games. When I can I can think of countless times in the Europa League where mm. against um, Sociedad he was really poor. Uh, the last Premier League game he started against Newcastle, he was really poor. Um, mm. Like, if he doesn't get that goal, he's very relevant. Whereas with yeah. Rashford, even if he doesn't score, he's running channels, he's opening space, and he, there's a lot of fluid movement. 
which means that the Bruno can run in and make space. Anthony and Sancho are cutting in on each side. We look so much more expansive with them in compared to Ronaldo. And like I said, I love Ronaldo and I wish him the best wherever he goes. But I just think under Ten Hag now, the way we want to play, he's just he's just not going to work. I think the thing that killed it a little bit if he, the Ten Hag was announced he wanted to go quite late in the window because I got the impression from Ten Hag that wasn't the plan. The plan was to still have him around this year and maybe move him on next year. But I think because he left it so late, I think that created a bit of a a bit of a circus you probably didn't need. I think it was just because, obviously, we had a lot of players we needed to replace. And as much as Ronaldo wasn't suited for us, he wasn't what was needed to be replaced yet. The, pl- the players that we brought in, we needed a DM, we brought in Casemiro, we needed a right wing, we brought in Anthony. Striker wasn't the position we needed to replace straight away. So it was right, we'll keep Ronaldo in for the year, see how he does, and then we'll let him go at the end. Darling. And then obviously people forget that he was a big part in the Brighton game and the Brentford game. Like, and then he Mm. gets dropped and all of a sudden we start winning games again. I said, I love Mm. Ronaldo and I think he's great. And I I respect everything he's ever done for us and as a footballer, but he doesn't suit us anymore. And it's just come to a point where I think both sides now just want to be done with it and move on really. So what line, what line do you expect for United tomorrow, tomorrow then? I, I, I think it's pretty. It's going to be pretty standard behaviour. I think the only position I would probably question is midfield with either Fred or Eriksson. Um, I definitely think it'll be De Gea. I think his. I want to point out as well is I've got a very special mention for him. I think his the way he's been playing out with the ball recently, compared to the beginning of the season. If you compare his stats, he's been miles better. But it'll be him, Dallo, Varane, Martinez, Shaw, be Casemiro. Then I said it'll be Fred or Eriksson. Then it'll be Bruno, Anthony, Sancho, and Rashford. I think I actually think that's probably our best eleven anyway. So yeah. cool. What score prediction are you going for then? Um I'm going for 2-0 to us. I, I'm not worried. I don't think Chelsea have much of a bite about them. Going forward, I don't think they really offer a lot. I um I I, I don't rate a lot of it, to be honest. I, I think defensively they're very good, but I think Games like the Villa game are very misleading. They got absolutely battered for the most part. Um, yeah. I think, like I said, against Brentford, I thought they were poor. Um, the two wins against AC Milan, they were handed both of them. Like Tamori spun around like a ballerina for one of the goals and got a red card in the other game for the other one. Um, I, I, I rate Grandpa, but I just I don't rate Chelsea. So I, I think we'll win. Okay. Uh, sorry, Ben, what score predictions did you give? I think you gave one earlier. Mine was two one Chelsea. Two one Chelsea. Yeah, whatever. Kev, uh, whatever. Uh, yeah, I think they will do it. Chelsea okay. a good side. That, that team they've got, man, is is a is a good good team. If we Chelsea. go through it, I think it's a lot weaker than people think. It is. Yeah, I think they've spent a lot of money, but when you've seen what they've spent it on, you've gone. Oh, yeah, you've got fans field. like saying like Kai Havertz leave the club, and it's like you spent seventy five million pounds on them. You can't. Exactly, if you wanting him to leave. Havertz yeah. feels like a possible player, actually. To be fair, I think I think he do. I think that's the sort of player that he will rejuvenate. And I think he got Cucurella back to probably what he was doing at Brighton, which is what they needed. Uh, what are you going for, Luke? Nil nil. It's going to be a great nil nil game. But I just both the sides play good football. I just neither side can finish their chances. I think yeah. you've seen that from 
from United and you've seen that from Chelsea as well. Chelsea still having the same problems from last season. And uh, United have been playing well, but they haven't got that killer up front that's going to finish all the chances that they have been creating. So I'm going to go nil-nil. Okay, Kev's got United to nick it to uh, 2-1. Bonkles also has a 2-1. I think I've seen a few nil-nils, 1-1s. Uh, Kev's pointing out Chelsea do have a big problem centre mid. Yeah. I think I, I mean Cantley's out now again until until he plays Cup. us. No, it's also, what, after the World also, Cup. Also, we've beat Tottenham, Arsenal, and Liverpool. Obviously, we had a rough game against City, but we've played well against the big teams. So I just yeah. wanted to put that out there as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I've gone for a one-one KG one-one is what I've gone for, but mm-hmm. we will see. Right before we go on to the last game. The other, the other news, obviously, is Mr. Gerrard. You know, he is now no longer Aston Villa manager. So <sighs> it's a big story. So, uh, so we should talk about it. You know, my perspective is: Am I surprised? Not really, because the form Was says you're, you're on you're on the hiding for a sacking, and it's a similar form to what Dean Smith was on when he got sacked. So I kind of feel like, if you're being fair, you know. Gerald's been sacked with a similar record to what Dean Smith had when he got sacked, so I can't really see why it's why it's a, it's a big shock. I don't think it is. Um, look for him, you know, all managers get sacked, so it's for him to go away and regroup and decide how he wants to go back into management again. Regroup it. He'll probably do good to have a little bit of a break from it. Um, I find some of the gleefulness from Liverpool fans that he's got sacked. For me, I've seen some gleefulness on, online from Liverpool fans bit weird because look I never bought into the hype that Gerald was going to be the next Liverpool manager. Didn't buy it at all. Because I said Agreed. unless you if you're going to be the next Liverpool manager, then you'll show it you'll show it in your in how you do in other clubs and at the moment his C V wasn't there. So but look, you know, Lampard's been sacked um by Chelsea, you know, he did okay at Derby. So, you know, new manager's got to cut a teeth somewhere. He just may need to cut his teeth even Probably in the championship of England, maybe. Yeah, I think so. It might be the championship, or it might, or it might do good to try try managing abroad. You know. So, Kev, what was your sort of view on it? No big surprises, um, really. No, I, I think it should have happened quite a while ago. I think if you if you look into how he actually did as soon as he joined, oh. you know, I think if you look at his overall record, it's really really poor. Um, he had a really rough end of the season, had a really rough season. I think the team that they've got, I don't see how they're not pushing. Like they should be top tape, like top half at least. Um, so no, I'm not, I'm not surprised at all. Yeah. If you're saying like uh, three wins in 19, also the loss of Michael Beal, which was his number big two at Rangers Massive. is a big miss. Big I mean, now there's a lot of Premier League clubs sniffing around him. I think he's doing really, really, really well at QPR. Well, really well which I think is probably, I think nope. Tony Wolves is probably the sensible sensible decision at the moment. Oh, yeah. Uh, guess what? Truth is, Jared should have been sacked before the Fulham game, but at 42, he's got a lot to learn in the game. Go abroad and, and learn from top coaches, which I think is the thing to do. Yeah. You know, you know what Eddie Howe did? I think he went to Athletic Madrid for a bit and saw how Diego Sibioni trained and look what he's done at Newcastle. Obviously, he's had a bit of a helping hand, but... Yeah, quite... But quite a few coaches have done that before, you know. Um, younger coaches have said, you know, they've watched clock sessions, Rafa sessions, you know, Mourinho apparently, you know, is actually very good with young coaches despite his demeanour. He does allow a lot of young coaches to come and watch his sessions to, you know, yeah. learn from him. And I think if he's humble enough and wants to do it, I'm sure he can. It just all depends how big, how much of an ego he's got and how willing he's read. Or 
or if he's willing to step down the division to get another job. But I don't think he should be looking for another job until next season, at least. Take take the time out, spend time with the family, look what you did wrong at Villa. I think um, some of the players definitely let him down. I think some of the players did um, pack it in a, a lot earlier because... As you were saying, Kev, that squad, people were talking like, oh, if you're building a team outside the top six, like mm. you're looking at adding some Villa players in there. And I think the players let him down as as well as he let them down. But when you're trusting Tyro Mings to save your job, they've got quite unlucky with injuries. But yeah, as Kev pointed out, you know, Diego Carlos was brought in, I mean, pretty much to phase out Tyro Mings, and he tore his Achilles in his first game. Look, you've got to you've got to adapt to it, but you know things like that don't help him. But I don't think it it's a surprise for me, Ben. Uh, no big surprises for you. No, like I think when we played him, drawn one one with him, and I was speaking to a few Villa fans, and they said they should have sacked him before the Forest game. Um, what I was, I was, I know he did well for Rangers. Then I hear you know you're talking about like if if he did well with. Villa, they could be potential be a Liverpool manager in the future. Like I, I, I didn't buy it because, like I said, we've had no. past, we've had past um, players like Stuart Pearce. He come to Boris and he did a rubbish job. So the job situation, I, I personally think he did well with Rangers. He should have started with a Championship club. He should have stuck it out at Rangers longer. Like he, no, I, I, no, I think he He could have. Uh, I think he'd like, yeah, he could have what he'd done, but I think he should start with a. Maybe a championship side to build his player because Villa in the Premier League, you know, Premier League is it's, it's a tough, it's a tough business, and the well, way poison chalice that that job it was. And I think at start of the season when I think they played Bournemouth, and you mentioned Time and Mings, he dropped Time and Mings, and that's why Villa fans were a bit, what's going on here? Because Time and Mings was all right last season, and now you dropped the club captain for is it um, who's the, who's the, who's the uh, centre midfielder for Villa, uh, Scottish international. John McGinn, yeah, captain, I think, and that's why I think it ruffled, ruffled some feathers on Mings and a few players. So, am I surprised with that? I think when they drawn nil nil of Leeds, he should have gone then. So, yeah, me personally, if he, if he does get a new job, I, I think he should go to like like you mentioned, of maybe a foreign club, Championship. I don't know. Just get away from the British press. Yes, because get away from the British press. Exactly, because they're evil. They're evil. So, but um, we've we've also seen the longer you're out of a job, it's amazing how much you become a better manager as well. Six months out, six months out of a job, you all of a sudden find that people go, "Ah, John, might be worth enough. Might be worth giving him a go again." You know, so it doesn't take very long for you to get back in that medical round if you want to go on it. You know, so but that's that's what takes. Almost a bit when he became a manager. Of all the ex Liverpool players in that Benitez team, he was not the one I thought would become a manager. Ironically, yeah. the one I thought would become a manager works for Sky. So, mm. but I think everyone should be Alonso as a manager now. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm wait, I'm waiting for it. Give you Shavu, give it a six months. Shavu Alonso win a few games. That's the next Liverpool manager. Exactly. It's, it's exactly. the it's the romanticism in football. People would love, and it is. An, look, if you have an ex player who comes on and wins you stuff. It does feel that bit special. I'm sure Madrid fans love Zidane because he's one of the three three Champions Leagues. Mm. But it's very rare, I think, that you get many great players go back to the club and then go on to do great things as a manager. It's very hard. 
to do. So that's like, 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 like we've sorry mentioned, like Potter. Potter started with the, the, the Norwegian team, and then look yes, what he's done. Yeah. And yeah, he's got a, the he's got to, team, it, I think exactly. So he's got like he, he started with them, then he went to Swansea, done what he did there, went to Brighton, what he did there, and now look at him. He's at Chelsea. Would you, could you imagine that? And mm. people, Jeff Harley, like I said, he needs to go somewhere, get away from the press, and build build up again because. Will he be a good manager in the future? We never know. You never know. Sometimes they say Divock Origi to be a Liverpool manager in 2040. Can you imagine that? <laughs> Do you know what happens? Nope. Nothing would happen in the games at all until the 91st minute and then it'd be a 1-0 win. That'd be it. That'd be the Divock Origi Liverpool. <laughs> which, I'll be honest, I think that, that'd be a hell of a ride. That would have imagined that. Though. I think Divock Origi is a bit too chill to be a manager, to be honest. No, you only you only manage your team if you play Everton. That's what. Like, yeah, you know, just yeah. bring it. Just roll them off for the Everton game. I can live with that, to be honest. That's all right. <laughs> cool. Right. So let's move on to the final big game: is Tottenham versus Newcastle. So Tottenham weren't great against United, but form-wise, um, you know they've won four, lost two, so in the last six, so they're in pretty decent form. And Newcastle and the last six have won three and drawn three. So you know Newcastle are making themselves difficult to beat. This is without. Isaac, who's now out until Boxing Day for them, which is a big loss, but luckily for them, wow. uh, Callum Wilson is back fit, who is you know, the goal threat for for them. But um, I think it'll be quite quite an intriguing game because will Newcastle go at them or will they try and do what they did in all the other big games, which is sit back and look to use their pace trickery on the break with you know with what they have. So, Kev, how are you seeing this one? Um. I think Newcastle are doing quite well. Um, I think, obviously, and I'm not just saying this because we absolutely battered them the other day, but um, I'm saying it because I just don't think a lot of their results have been that convincing. I think they've got results, which, listen, that's great. Um, but performance-wise, I don't think they've been as good as probably the table says they've been. Um, and I think Newcastle have been very good. I think, I might be wrong, but I think the only team they've lost to in the league was Liverpool, and it was in the last minute. Um, I think they've just had a lot yeah. of draws. I think they've made themselves really hard to beat. I think they've given a lot of good teams good games. Um, I, I think Eddie Howe's doing a, a brilliant job there, and I think um, I think they'll give them a really good game. Awesome, awesome. Ben, how how are you seeing this one? Uh, Newcastle, like we played them start of the season, and I was really impressed with them. Um, Spurs. With Conte, uh, everyone knows his record. He, he's, a, he's a fantastic manager, but I can see a, a draw in this. I can see a draw in it because, like I said, the both. I know Spurs lost to my new the other day, um, but I, I think I think it'll be a draw. But like how, Eddie Howe, yeah, I, I, I've always rated him. I think even, I know Newcastle is a big challenge with the new owners and all that. So me, me personally, I think it'll be a one-one. Um, but Spurs, they they they've got good manager, but <laughs> are, are they they're not. It's a hard. It's, it's a hard, hard watch, isn't it? It's a hard yeah. watch, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. So one one for me. Yeah, so Luke. I mean, Spurs are also going to have no Kuliseski and no Richarlison. So the, the, I mean, listen, Son and Kane's not a bad front two, but they are limited with their options off the bench. He doesn't seem to fancy, fancy Lucas Moura that much, and. Yeah. He's now playing a, a, a wing back in Doherty, who I believe he was quoted saying last month 
why don't you play Doctor Team? I want to win. I want to win games. That's why I don't play him. And now oh, you play. And now you're playing him, which sort of feels like you kind of killed the player there. Yeah, it's very. Uh, both clubs, I well, one club I don't like, one club that I will not like in the future. Um, this could be a really boring game, I reckon. It'd be a really boring game. I think Spurs against United were bad, like really bad. I think uh, United played really well, but I think I think Spurs helped United for just being so abject. Um, I think Newcastle. I've actually done well, uh, Miguel Amaron. You know, all it took for him to ignite his form was just was uh, someone telling Jack Grealish that you were playing like Miguel Amaron. And who's having the better season so far? Amaron. Yeah, so um, it's going to be an interesting one. I got a draw written all over this because Spurs look shot of confidence. Yes, they've picked up points, but they've not been convincing at all. Um, I think third in the table actually flatters them a lot. So, and plus, Kev put Maxman's back tomorrow. So, Maybe Newcastle might nick something, but I'm going to go one-one. Yeah, I think I, I think I've got a one-one uh, for it. But Newcastle have got enough on the break now, and and Kev's right. The only loss they've got is towards in the 99th minute. So you know they were they're literally what a minute less than 30 seconds away from being un- the only undefeated side. You know they they are re- as we had a right ball leg to break down, mm-hmm. and the only thing that is can they cover the Isaac injury. Callum Wilson, when he's fit, really good striker. The key problem for Callum Wilson is when he's fit, you know. So it's it's how they can yeah. manage manage his his fitness. If they can get manage his fitness till till um, the new year, then I think you know they'll be fine. Uh, so I've got one one as well. Because um, you say nil nil was it, Luke? One one, one one. We're all going for a very exciting high scoring game today, aren't we? So cool. Uh, so another one, another thing to mention is we are. We are Liverpool uh, doing a November deal for you guys at the moment. So if you buy any cap, T-shirt, beanie or sports bottle before the 18th of November, uh, you'll be entered into a draw to win an LFC bundle, which is a cap, a T-shirt, a beanie and the water bottle. And that is at wearelivepool.ie. Uh, they're also doing uh, some beanies for us for LFC Day Trip, because there aren't many left. So, you know, get onto them if you want to. It's really good stuff. Uh Kevin Sullivan loves his beanie. He keeps telling me all about it. You know, he's, I think he's a bit obsessed with his beanie, to be honest, which is a bit strange. Not me. Cool. No, 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 Mr. O'Sullivan. Not. <laughs> um, so, there's no right. wrong with beanie hat because it's co- it is cold out there, so get one. I'm fine yeah. with a beanie, just not a Liverpool one. <laughs> no, 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 don't get a Liverpool one. No, 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 no. <laughs> get a Forest one. Exactly. Thank you for promoting that. <laughs> cool. So, what we'll do is, uh, I've got a few minutes left. We'll just do quick fire predict- predictions for the remaining games because there are some half decent ones, but books are a bit naff. So, just literally, first score comes to you. So, we'll go first with Everton Palace, Luke. 2 1 Pal- Palace. I've got 2 1 Palace as well. Uh, Kev? 3 1 Palace. Ben? 1 1. 1 1. Okay. City Brighton, I've got 3 0 City because Brighton are turd since they've got a 3 3 against us. Luke? 6-0 City. Kev? 4-1. That's, right. that, 4-1 that's, City. That's 6-0 for me then. That's the most prime of scoring. I, I forgot my own name when I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> ben, what did you have for this? Sorry. 4-0 uh, Man City. 4-0. Okay, okay. Villa versus Brentford. Ben, back to you. 2-1 Brentford. Okay. Kev? 2-0 Brentford. Luke? 
3-0 Brentford. I've got 2-1 Brentford. Uh, Leeds versus Fulham, I've got 2-1 Fulham. Luke? 2-2. Kev? 3-1 Fulham. Ben? 3-0 Fulham. A lot of away wins we're going for. Southampton versus Arsenal, I've got 2-1 to Arsenal. Ben? 2-1 Arsenal. Kev? 2-0 Arsenal. Luke? This is where they start slipping. 1-1. 1-1. One, one. One, one. Uh, is that the old wishful thinking coming through there? <laughs> yep. There it is. <laughs> yeah. Wolves versus Leicester. Uh, I've got 1-1. One, one. Kev? 0-0. Oh, Thanks for being boring. Ben? 0-0. Luke? 0-0. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, that, so, basically, that's the last one of match of the day then. Um, <laughs> yeah, that is, yeah. And the Monday night game, West Ham versus Bournemouth. I've got 2-1 West Ham. Luke? 2-0 West Ham. 2-0 West Ham. Ben? 3-1 West Ham. Kev? 2-0. Uh, 2-0. Okay, there we go. Nice nice spread of games there. But also, we all... Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> reference reference, but we all don't re Everton, which, is, which I'm all for, so that's all good. <laughs> cool. So, Ben, before we go, where can people find you and all your content? Uh, my channel, Door on Tour, is above me. Um... I do like to do forest content. Uh, I go to every forest game to do vlogs. Um, I do reviews, previews, and I interview ex-Nottingham Forest players like the Everton legend Kevin Campbell. Um, so, sorry, I had to get it in there. Um, so yeah, I interview ex-Forest players, and like I do, I do always fun forest content. So, please do subscribe. Like I said, I'm on the road to 10k. Um, yeah, please go subscribe. There we go. Awesome, Kev. Where can everyone find you? They must know by now, but let's just Yeah, it's just um it's just clutch underscore FIFA on all the socials, YouTube, Twitter, all that stuff. Um I'm mostly on Twitter. That's that's if you want to get in contact with me, that's where I am most. But um yeah, all of them with the app clutch underscore FIFA. That's right. What's new in FIFA? Anything exciting? I'm gonna pretend I don't oh, know. On, on, honestly, no. Like, even even no. if I tried to explain it to you, I, I think you, you wouldn't even understand. But no, there's nothing really exciting going on. So, um, yeah. And to be fair, he's not even being concerned. That I, I am got a clue. At some point, I'm going to say. I don't know half the time. I just I just get people to tell I'm, me really. I'm paid for it as well. <laughs> yeah, it's not not bad, is it? Not bad getting paid for that either. Yeah, cool. Well, listen, guys, thanks very much uh, for joining us. So, uh, rest of the week. So tomorrow we'll have full time Reds, which will be. Kev and it's Matt doing it. See, I, I'm away. I'm watching my daughter play football, so the, jo- the joys for me. <laughs> the joys for me. Uh, and then on Sunday we've got Fat Back Four, and then the whole cycle starts again with winners and losers. Uh, there'll be a preview on Tuesday, and then full time Reds on Wednesday, which will be me and Kev. Luke, thanks for coming on. Uh, are you doing a UFC watch along? Yes. So starts tomorrow. at 7 p.m. UK time. Oh, it's not worth watching yeah, then. If it's... Yeah, and plus we're paying for it, so you don't have to. Oh, you're gonna send you're gonna send me the link, are you? Excellent. Good to know. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh on Kevsport. Um women's game, Chris. Yes, there is a women's game on Sunday. Liverpool are playing Arsenal, who've just beaten Leon. 5-1. Five one. First time Leon have ever conceded five goals in years. Uh so that's going to be a nice uh, long 90 minutes, I think. But, you know, it'd be nice to go to the game again. So it's all good fun. But listen, guys, thanks very much for joining us. Please like and subscribe on your way out and please leave your comments um, on the show. But listen, until then, we'll see you guys very soon. See you later. Up the forest. Sports
Social Podcast Network.